Okay, so alive. Welcome back to the Magic Minds podcast. I'm Matt Bork. You're watching and listening to the Liberty's number one podcast. Yup, the Liberties, yup, the flats. I've got a belt of an interview for you today. It's with a guy called Ken O'Driscoll. Ken is the Cherry Orchard running coach. He's the founder of the Cherry Orchard Running Club. Oh, I have to say, I absolutely love this interview. He's an absolute sound, sound lad. And similar to myself he's had a difficult start in life you know he was honest and open about his drug addiction how we got over that the difficulties around that the difficulties around shame very similar to myself um, and he's gone on to run marathons ultra marathons triathlons you know it's just phenomenal the the journey that he's took and you know what He's doing that, but he's dragging his community with him. He's dragging Cherry Hearts with him. He's inspiring young men, young women, old men, old women of all ages to get out there and run. And he's doing it by example. I was blown away by his, his mental attitude. I was blown away by the tools that he shared with us about how he gets through races, the tips that he uses, <clears throat> and then the inspiration. He's inspired by inspiring people he loves to inspire and it's brilliant to hear him saying that he's openly delighted about inspiring people which is great absolutely cheered on by his daughter inspiring her she seemed to have a huge impact on his life which was beautiful his mom seen videos of his mom on uh, social media bernie up the bernie absolutely deadly love it love it love it love it uh, these are the kind of people that we love having on the podcast really people that are out there inspired and change within their community and he does it from the goodness of his heart which which was brilliant and he just he just speaks authenticity and genuineness and i love the interview i have to say i was really blown away by him and i loved his mind uh, and i think he is an absolute fantastic coach so look have a listen have a watch let us know what you think hopefully you enjoyed it i absolutely loved it as always, I want to thank Noel Riley from Rooney Media Graphics, doing amazing work, helped me with my book. Oh no, it's not a book, he said, it's a journal. Uh, Andy from Liberty's Media Hub, me trusty sidekick. Uh, the girls from Shannon's Hopeline, doing amazing work. Love the girl, Sandra and Lisa. Uh, and to you, the listener, uh, let us know what you think of the podcast. Send us in your reviews. Give us your reviews on iTunes. We're on all the social media platforms, YouTube. We have a GoFundMe page. If you like the work that we do, head over to our GoFundMe page. If you can afford the price of a coffee or a pint per month, that would absolutely be fantastic. If you can't, that's sound too. I totally understand. It's for free. The work I do on social media, the videos, the Magic Minds meditation praise, that's all free and will always be free unless you want to pay me and do that through uh, the GoFundMe. I'm also looking as well if anyone's interested, a company that they want to improve their mental health uh, reduce stress, anxiety, absenteeism, presenteeism. I've got a, a journal slash book coming out uh, and it illustrates how I've moved from my head to my heart um, using creativity, love, kindness, compassion, understanding, forgiveness, all the tools and tips that I've acquired over the last number of years I've put into this journal along with my poetry and I'm looking to, to collaborate with companies if they'd like to come along board with us, they'd like to sponsor the publishing of it, they would get their own branding on the, the cover, it'll be a collaboration, it'll be a gift for from them to their staff to improve their mental health, reduce their absenteeism, change their the way of thinking from negativity to positivity, seeing what's good going on in the world rather than negative all the time and that's true gratitude and it's seeped in science my 
unbeknownst to myself, that's what I did. I reduced my cortisol level, stress, anxiety, worry, fear, and I increased happy hormones, oxytocin, dopamine, the happy hormones. So let us know if you'd like to, to, to collaborate with us, send us a DM, or you'll find me at matt at magicminds.ie. Check out the interview with Ken. Let us know what you think. Have a fantastic day. As always, mind your little self. Take care, bye-bye. Okay, so we're live. Welcome back to the Magic Minds podcast. I'm Matt Bork. You're listening and watching the Liberty's number one podcast. Yup, the Liberty's. Yup, the flats. I've got a belt of an interview today. Today I'm joined by Ken O'Driscoll. Ken, what's the crack? How's it going, Matt? All right, all good. L- lovely to have you on. Ken is Cherry Orchard running coach. We're going to talk to him today about the work that he does in the community. Ken's a triathlon, biathlon, just an absolute beast. Bit of everything. Bit of everything. <laughs> and Sean Ballier, you up the Ballier. Yeah, that's it, buddy. That's it. Cherry Orchard. Tell us a little bit about Cherry Orchard, uh, the, the running club that you you've, you founded, right? Yeah. Going back, what, probably about 12, 15 years ago, I started running. Um, basically, I was at the coming out of a dark, dark place and I wanted to improve my mental health. I wanted to start a journey of fitness. So I started running about, doing a few little 5K races here and there. And then I done my first marathon in 2008, I think it was. But after that, I remember the feeling I got when I crossed the finish line of the marathon. And I just thought, this is better than anything I've ever done before. And I wanted to share that with people. And so I started encouraging friends of mine. <clears throat> a lot of them probably out on the sessions raving and doing all the bad things in life. For the Don't know that, about bad well, things. It was, <laughs> wasn't bad back then. <laughs> it wasn't bad, yeah, when you were doing it. Yeah. But um, basically encouraging them to come out with me. Got a couple of them out and got a couple of them across finish lines and marathons. And before we knew it, we had about 10 lads from the area. Then I built the 15, 20 lads and we were running. We just had a meeting point in the Phoenix Park, start running twice a week. Before we knew it, we started getting get up and running with the Facebook ads and all that type of stuff. And then people were just contacting me and I was just basically just dragging them in, come out with me for half an hour and spend enough time to be able to get anyone running. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it just snowballs from there. You know what I mean? Is there many in your club, uh, males, females? How big has the club gone to now? How how far have you grown it? Um, yeah, all, all in all, there's about 200 and odd members. Like We have, say, 95 of them would be adults, mixture of men and women. We've 75 kids. We've about 60 beginners. We have two beginners programs that we work throughout the year, and we do them three times a year. So average 200 people, Like you know what I mean? So That's savage, absolutely savage. Why do you do it? What's the why? What's the why in you? The why for me, it's about just showing people an outlet, giving them hope, giving giving them an outlet to to even whether it's problems you have going on in life, whether it's struggling with addiction, whether it's uh, just to get shit off your chest, to get out and run, and it just clears it all up. It's just and for me, it's it's giving that in in their community as well. Do you know what I mean? From charity origin, like, but it's yeah, it's basically basically just to do that, give them an outlet to release any tension, stress, something that's going on with them. You know what I mean? Deadly. Come here, you just said there a few minutes ago, dark days, your own mental health. Do you mind telling us a bit about your own life growing up in Cherry Orchard and where that came from? Yeah, um, yeah, growing up in Cherry Orchard was a bit of a bit of a mad place it was years ago, you know what I mean? So we were, a lot of the time we got involved in crime, young young lads with gangs and and then the ray of seeing happened in Dublin and I ended up with severe addiction problems with drink with drugs you know what I mean and that that just spoiled for years went on for about 15 20 years I think from 15 years of age up to nearly 30 before I got clean oh. and then um, yeah just as I said I, I had there was a turning point there where I lost my relationship my child you know what I mean she had a child for the, my ex-girlfriend and 
when I realised I hadn't got my baby there, you know what I mean? That was a big turning point for me. And I always remember when she I'd be just be, I wasn't clean when she was born, but I always remember being in hospital and um, saying to myself, I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna let her grow up with a father as an addict or a drinker or whatever. Mm. So for years I struggled with it. Eventually got clean and then I just from there I just got into sports, trying to try to better myself in sports was a big, big outlet for me around the addiction stuff, you know what I mean? And I got a bit of help as well through with counsellors and Yes, like that's that. the thing. How did you get off? What was the what was the turning point? Did you go to like, you know, Kimwere or any of these places or No, believe it or not, for me, um, I was at the getting clean myself and I was on methadone, I think it was, and um well I know it was <laughs> for um sitting in my gaff and a good friend of mine walked in, he's had to be clean for a long time and looked at me and said, He goes, Yeah, oh, right and I was just I just said, I have enough of this, I said. You know what I mean? I said, I'm still bleeding, take a methadone. I said, I'm still um, acting the jack. And he came around and goes, right, and what do you want to do about it? So he says, do you want to come down to the gaff? Come down with me. And um, Georgie Bowes is his name. Really good friend. I'll be forever grateful to him as well for that. Um, basically, yeah, went down to his gaff and 10 days of tossing and turning. Went through cold turkey. Cold turkey. Yeah. Jesus. Actually, your daughter works in Junior Genius. That's right. The, the crash in... Newcastle yeah and yeah, I work yeah. with a few of them girls that are on my programme the Mind Your Little Self programme that's right she told me that I forgot about that so yeah, yeah like talk about me. fucking coincidence yeah. you know what I mean one of the girls says you're uh, I can't, what's your daughter's name Courtney Courtney yeah. Courtney's dad's coming on your podcast it's like how did you know about that yeah. it's mad how the world works isn't it isn't it just yeah smaller world absolutely uh, here's the question for you I huge uh, drink and drugs problem years ago you know uh, not heroin although I did smoke heroin I didn't like it thank God uh, it was more into yolks and coke and that kind of buzz <laughs> uh, yeah do yeah. you do you look back on that now with comfort or do you still carry some shame around it I still in, me and you sitting here I'm alright talking about it in mm. some parts there's a bit of shame in me and I feel a bit George now I own that shit yeah how are you with that when you look back on it yeah, as you can see, I'm starting to get a little bit sweaty, you know, because sometimes when I talk about it, I do feel a little bit embarrassed about my past, you know what I mean? But then I just, look, at for, for me, it's, um, I don't carry, there is a lot of shame carrying with it, and there's a lot of stigmas attached to it, do you know what I mean? But for me, now, not really, I don't mind talking about it, you know what I mean? The more I talk about it, the easier it gets, but I, I like to let people know that no matter how dark of a place you're in, you know what I mean? If you really want it, you can get out of it, you know what I mean? It just takes a little bit of time, a bit of effort, obviously it help as well, you know what I mean? You need to reach out to people as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and ask for help. So oh, absolutely. And uh, I liked what you're saying there. It does get easier when you talk about it. I, I started putting stuff down a, a book. I mean, mate said it's not a book. It's a, it's a journal. A journal, yeah. He says it's a journal. He says it's a fucking book. I started writing poetry and I turned it into a, a gratitude journal because I wanted people to have to use it as a tool. He says it's a journal. Right. So fuck off. Give me a bit of credit. <laughs> but I start putting down stuff like about me drug and me drink addiction and the, the, the behaviours and... I was bringing up stuff I hadn't brought up before, like still engage in counselling, uh, personal training for my mind, I call it. But it's still this part of me that just gets caught in my throat when I say drug addiction and abuse drugs. And it's it's still that society's in your ear, isn't it? That's not good enough. Yeah, you're not good enough. You're lower. You're down here in society. Anyone that does drugs that sells drugs. Now, I used to look at people that done heroin and think they were junkies, and I wasn't. Yeah. I was <laughs> Just a different type of Oh, yeah. And I, I was like judging people, and I had fucking notions about myself. I was a cleaner drug dealer. Uh, yeah, drug yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly it's right. mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, it's it, And that's it. The thing about today, like the young lads out there that are smoking weed or sniffing coke, and then they look down on other addicts. But like it's it's very similar. They're all in the same place. It's just one is 
a little bit obviously rougher than the other, you know what I mean? But these lads that are out there now don't think they're addicted to drugs. And they go going out on a Friday, and you're staying out till Sunday, and you're taking drugs. Then you're white knuckling it from Monday to Friday. White knuckling, I yeah, love it. Do you know what I mean? If you're doing it, that's an addiction in itself. They, yeah. just, they don't realise it. And it's scary, like, you know what I mean? And that, that weird, man, that's fucking causing major trouble. But yeah, look, at it's, I used to look in the mirror at myself. And I'd say it to myself, I'd say, you're a fucking this and you're that, you know what I mean? In order to put myself down a little bit. And it was because I knew I was in a bad place, I wasn't in a good place or the, the right place, should I say. And I always knew I wanted to get out of it. So I used to say, if I put myself down enough, I'll get out of it eventually. But yeah, mm. so. That's interesting you say that because I used to give myself an awful look. And people don't know about them. When they read this piece in it, you know, I was an absolute terrorist to myself. I thought I was the lowest. <sighs> you know, I used to go out and do drugs to num- numb the pain. But then the days and a few days after when I was kind of sober, I used to give myself an awful time. Me, me inside my mind was toxic, and the the, the words I used were toxic. Mm. We, was that similar to you? And how did you change that? How did you move into a more, <coughs> say, more caring person to yourself? Yeah. Um, well, I always remember when, like, I always remember when I was doing drugs, saying, "No, like, criticise myself. You're in, this is not you." And I knew it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? And I knew I. And even like when I came down to crime and stuff like that, and I was doing things. I never felt good about it. And there was, like, there was loads of bragging going on. We're doing this, we're doing that. Do you know what I mean? But we always used to go home and just think, that's not fucking right, Ken. You know what I mean? And, I, and, and for me, it was that when I, when I did get clean, I remember thinking, yes, here's my chance. Got a couple of days behind me. Now, I did go through lots of shit. Like, sometimes I wouldn't tell people how hard it was because I'd be afraid that I'd stop them from trying. You know right. what I mean? As yeah. well. But... I always remember getting a day and then feeling a little bit better, getting another day, feeling a bit better. So every day I was thinking, right, if this kid continues, eventually I'll feel good. Then don't get me wrong, recovery's tough at the best of times, you know what I mean? It's yeah. But it's like life, if you just have to know how to deal with stuff. You put things in place, you know what I mean? If you're having a bad day, you go for a run. You know what I mean? If you're bored and you, have, you, you think about taking drugs, go and ring somebody. Do you know what I mean? Have a chat. But for me it was um, sports, I think, is a massive one for anyone that wants to, you know what I mean, to get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And um, what I what I was trying to think there is, how, was there a turning point for you, as in your mindset? Do you did you now like there was a light switch for me where I moved? You know, my frame of thinking was was that similar for you, or did it just happen slowly? Yeah, I think it was slowly for me. I think it, yeah, it, did, it definitely happened slowly for me. But I always remember thinking. I, I always not that I always say never say never, but I, I always knew I'd never go back to it once I got a couple of months Did behind you? me. Yeah, I, that's I, deadly. Yeah, I kind of because because it, it was one of those things that I, I struggled with to get to get clean. And then when I did, I always now don't get me wrong, anything could go wrong. You could hear bad news tomorrow, when I don't know what way I'll be, my mindset would yeah, be. So show. I have to be careful of that. But I just I knew I was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And then with the fitness thing, I've set myself goals. And I used to always think, if I can get to this, if I can get, like, I got a marathon one time, and I remember, yes, got that. Then I remember thinking, right, well, I wonder if I get an ultra marathon. So I got a 50k in, and then, and from there, I just, I just love challenging myself. I yeah. keep on going. I love setting targets, because that's what keeps me motivated. And even if it's from, for a six month period, before I even get to that six months, it's over, I'm on to my next one. I'm in my head. Like, I hear you. You're yeah. always planning forward. Without a doubt. Do you use your, like, I always say I use me. Me, uh, me poison as my potion. I use my past now to, to spur me on, to build bridges. Is that something that you do? Is is your past an inspiration for you? Yeah, I definitely, 100%. I think, because I, like, I've often been on massive challenges, like runs and stuff, and I think, look where you had to come from. You know what I mean? Keep going. You know what I mean? You, you can do this. You're going to show everyone that there is hope there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that definitely spurs me on, knowing that from where I've came from to this, 
And I just came thinking, Jay, imagine if you finish that, Ken, what people would think. You know what I mean? There's definitely hope there for anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, when you're in this kind of world, you know, drugs and drink and addiction, blah, 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 and I don't want to keep harping on about it. You can transfer them skills over, can't you? You know, you've been through hardship, you've been through pain, you've got resilience. You might not know it, but, you know, to get through addiction, to get through the pain that brought you into the addiction and the crime, and get through that is fucking tough. So yeah. then you go do, like, ultra marathons or you're training or doing a degree or any kind of... You can use those skill sets. They're transferable. Yeah, definitely. And people say that to me, like a very addictive personality. And it is that. The challenge for me is about, you know what I mean, not not letting it bet to me. And I think what you said there about the pains and the struggles. When I'm going through pain, I can block it out. I just have little tricks in my head that I can use, you know what I mean, just to switch off and go through them. So maybe that is part of going through the struggle of addiction and all that as well, you know what I mean, that helps me through it. Of course, it's like we're, we're given options when we're younger, you know, and we can either go down the road of addiction or think toxicity or blah, 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 or we can choose. People are going, oh, well, you're addicted, you're now addicted to running. But this is the light, this serves me well. This is beautiful, do you know what I mean? And now I'm just choosing, like, my positive thoughts, do you know what I mean? Tell us about some of the, the, the tricks and tools that you use for getting through races or how you prepare for it. Um, Believe it or not, some of them, it's fairly simple. They are, like, for me, it's about getting from A to B. Like, I don't look at the whole journey. So, for instance, I've done, I done the Kerry Way Ultra recently. It was a massive one. And I always remember saying, right, that 10K blocks. You've done 10K loads of times. Get to the first 10K. You know what I mean? Second one. And then when it comes to the pain, I use I use counting tricks. I count my breaths, stuff like that. I tried to count one to 100 breaths and then continue from that. And then a lot of the time... Um, knowing that I'm inspiring people that's a big drive for me Daddy. I love that I just I know like every one of my club members I had like one I, we started them off really from scratch and I know that when every time we complete a challenge there's about 30 or 40 of them going to give it a go after me you're a leader you're leading kind of, and, I, and I love that Like and, and that, that spurs me on my daughter like she, she's so proud of me and that spurs me on so that keeps me going I just, I just look at this guy sometimes to my father as well he's passed away right so get me through this, that. For a lot of time, yeah. it's counting tricks, believe it or not. That's one of my favourites. i done an interview with uh, Ken, Ken Doyle from Bagatelle, and his words to me were, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Simplicity is the highest form, or simplicity is the highest form of sophistication. Number counting, breaths, whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be some fancy fucking sports science uh, no. technique or, you know, carb load and blah, blah. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's the simple stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. As I said, like, I, I do teach we have a beginners group that we teach I shouldn't be telling you all my tricks as well you have to join the club <laughs> to get them. <laughs> that's but the only reason I brought you on <laughs> Andy you're writing but, this down but basically um, yeah we, we, we get, I get them to count their breaths basically on their fingers do you know what I mean so they're running along counting their breaths and they get to 1 to 10 or whatever can I take my shoes and stockings off I need them to count them as well <laughs> say, yeah. <laughs> well, you get, yeah, you get, I know I always say to them, look if you get mumbled up back to number 1 count your breaths for me it's about one, it's about tricking the mind. Like, you know, you to, straight away, your mind will tell you to stop it. <coughs> but you can overpower that, and if you can push past it, that's what I, do, I use a lot of. But I, I got, got to one stage where I started counting backwards from a thousand, and to see how far back I could get. I already got to think it was fucking 960-something or whatever, <laughs> but okay, and then I get confused. But, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's about, but then, it, like, for me, it's about focusing on numbers, making sure the oxygen is getting into the body for the team. But as I said, it's so simple. Just count your breaths. Yeah, but the, en the energy goes where you send it. Oh, my legs are tired, my hip is tame, my back. Now, I'm saying that I'm not a runner, but I can do it in other senses. You know, I believe where you send the energy, where the thoughts, it grows. If you're thinking 
down at that pain at that place that that's gonna get fucking ten times worse. Yeah, right thoughts. Language. Yeah, no fuck talk. Right, <laughs> and it talks our energy, and we're sending it in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just gonna grow. But as you say, you're just changing the topic. Like the addiction, like the running. You know, people know you're addicted. You're just changing the way you're sending your energy, and this serves you well. You're out. It's just a simple mind trick, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's about like if you can, if you focus, it's like a, a bit. We do a bit of meditation sometimes, and if you. When your mind wanders, you know what I mean, and you start wandering or going in, thinking into the pains, I try to focus on numbers and breaths, and I know that every hundred breaths that I take or whatever is a hundred meters down the road. So, for me, it's little blocks. Just I never think of the bigger picture. You know what I mean? Because mm. that scares the life out of you. Ah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's exactly what all the spiritual teachers. You do a bit of bit of yo or a bit of meditation. Yeah. The lads from the asylum wouldn't be too impressed with you going off doing meditation. <laughs> Same thing there. Jesus, you're going back a few that years now. That headbanger. Then what the day is. is the asylum. Would you have thought back then, in them mad days, I do look at like us eating chicken and fucking potatoes today and was talking about meditation, the job, and I said to the girl, one of the girls, the job, I'm actually ashamed of myself. Where have I kept messing, obviously? Yeah, yeah. I used to be bags of cans and one of bags. Now I'm eating chicken and talking about meditation. <laughs> Have you did you go get any formal training like mental health or you know these these tricks that you you picked up? Is that just from your own uh, self directed learning or where where have you picked up this kind of? But most of it was learning myself. Right, self directed you know I mean? learning. Yeah, definitely. And then I I can't can't remember where I heard it, but someone had said to me, I think it was my brother or something. We were running him one day, and he goes, "I'm after watching this fella on uh, on YouTube or something." And he was talking about the breathing exercises, you know what I mean? Not focusing on your breaths while running, similar to meditating and what have you. And I remember us, we went in the room one day and the two of us didn't talk and we were breathing and breathing and breathing. And when who we were finished, sorry, who it was, was my brother. Now, who was your man who told you to look at? Oh, I don't know. We can't remember. Um, no, I don't believe it or not, last night I was at Wim Hof's, uh, one of the lads that teach Wim Hof breathing. There I was at his out and done the ice bats and all. Did you? Savage it was. I loved it. But in anyway, we came back from the run and we said, we, we nailed it. He said, we just have to fucking shut up talking and watch our reading. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I remember that was a big that was a big eye-opener for me. And I remember thinking, right, every time I went running, I just try to focus on breaths, breaths, breaths. Now, obviously, you can go out and enjoy a run and have a buzz, you know what I mean, and stuff like that, and if your fitness is there. But for someone starting out, I find that if, they can, if you can get them to focus on breathing, you know what I mean, and, and try to focus for 10 minutes, they can keep running for that 10 minutes, you know what I mean? Which is not easy either, you know? It's interesting you say that, because I was talking to Jeff Thompson, I'd done an interview with him a couple of weeks, and it's just the magic of the breath. Breath is life. You know, if you boxing, football, you're out with your, with your partner, Yeah. you hold your breath, and you rah, 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 rah. You know what I mean? You yeah. breathe from your chest. Yeah. You know, you're, 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 you know, your your two nervous system, your sympathetic and parasympathetic. Yeah. You know, we were talking about that last night. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Your yeah. parasympathetic is rest and digest. Yeah. And you're breathing deeply and slowly. When you don't and you breathe slowly, you're, you're putting yourself in a state of anxiety, fear, stress, isn't it? We read it. We only got a book recently, Breathe. It's called, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, James something. But it's, it's going back to years ago, the way they, they used to use breathing, you know what I mean, as a medicine type of thing. But, you know what I mean, it's it's amazing that, <clears throat> like meditating, I find that I go into just a little, just blitz, bliss, as the, the word for, um, through breathing proper and just focusing on the breaths, you know what I mean? Like, mm. For me, breathing is everything. And I, I used to question it a lot of uh, other coaches and stuff and ask them, you know what I mean, do you ever focus on breathing and running? Do you ever focus on boxing? But I always remember boxers when they were boxing the back, shh, shh, 
yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like, the I noises. only found out why they did that, and that was someone had told me a couple of years ago. Like, I always coach. think, what the fuck are they doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like they do with the breath. Control the breath, yeah. Yeah. So for me, breath is everything. Breathing is everything. You know what I mean? So I'm loving it because I'm learning more with the Wim Hof breathing and the running breath. For me, breathing is the key to to running and basically fitness, I think, as well. Like, you know and it mean? controls your nervous system. It brings it right back to that. Yeah, like you said, when someone's having a panic attack, what do they tell them to do? To breathe? You breathe know deeply. I mean? yeah. Because when we take a deep breath in, mm -hmm. that's our uh, sympathetic nervous system, that's the fight and flight. Yeah. And then when we take that long, slow, deep oh, breath out, that's the parasympathetic, that's rest and digest. And I've done science, and only a couple of years ago, I, I kind of went, aha, that's what that's all about. Yeah, yeah. I'm only learning about that myself, yeah, the, two, the, the two different types. Do you have great bang for book then when, when when young lads join your club and they're struggling, knowing that you have a past, you've come from a place, and now obviously you've turned your life around, and I, I, you're always lit up early when you talk about being an inspiration, which is deadly, because some people cringe, like, oh, I don't like being an inspiration, but all you're doing is inspiring, you're being the candle for I these young lads and girls. I'd love yeah. to have someone years ago that'd say, you know what I mean, or that you could look at and say, Jesus, like, he's had the fucking change, and you know what I mean, like, because I struggled with it for a long time, of course. 20, oh, 15, 15 years or something being in a dark place, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, 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 it feels like you're never getting out, you know? Yeah, and for me, when I say a young lad, I'd... I'm always real honest with them, you know what I mean? I sit there and I tell them, look, this is what's going to happen, A, B and C, you know what I mean? And the fucking, the, the end result is not going to be good, you know what I mean? It's prisons, institutions are death, you know what I mean? They're three of the main ones you're going to come across when you're in addiction. And and same with crime as well, you know what I mean? I do say, I try to talk to them about that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what you're going to do with yourself. And there's so many opportunities out there now with the likes of the, 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 uh, the internet, you know what I mean, and all that, and yet none of them see little... You know what I mean? They end up thinking, nah, I like the fucking Man of the Range Rover, I like the fucking fast oh, car, the, yeah, the yeah. easy book. It's, and to then get, it's to get away from the pain, do you know what I mean? It's like the gargle, it's like the yolks or the, 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 the brown or whatever, you know, it's to, it's to escape the pain, isn't it? Yeah. And childhood trauma is one of the, the most untalked about, the most prevalent health problem we have in Ireland. It's the biggest, I think, pandemic in the world, childhood mm -hmm. trauma, you know, caused the most... Crazy, yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of our problems come from root of childhood generational pain what mm. you reckon what do you what's your thoughts on that yeah i think so yeah I've, I've read a couple of books on stuff like that you know what i mean and they do say it like in your subconscious mind it's there even when you're even no matter what age they are when like, like, and, like the irish people for instance drinking is a massive fucking issue and who doesn't see it, mother and father having an old argument full of drink or having a fight and whatever and i think that carries on through their teenage years you know what i mean oh, well that's where my stuff i came from childhood trauma stuff you know when it goes into right. your subconscious now when i say childhood trauma it doesn't have to be major your ma getting battered or you getting battered it could be just being uh, neglected through your ma having a bad day you know what i mean you were poverty. a kid poverty you know, what I mean? you know starving food yeah. fucking your man doesn't have the time for you mm. like people think trauma is sexual abuse and yada yada but trauma is trauma because you're talking a young vulnerable very influential child and is neglected on the mass having say mental health problems because our fell effect up whatever blah blah yeah that can have an impact on the child and then they carry that into school then they're not performing in school and they get bullied and blah 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 it's just a vicious it's a, circle it's a huge piece isn't that and it, it it's actually you can't kind of put your finger on it then there's just something wrong and then it gets buried in here yeah and then yeah obviously when it starts coming up sure look i'll have a few drinks have a smoke and yeah it's already escape you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah 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 What's your thoughts around mental health with, with your club? Are you see, do you, have you seen an increase in it over the the lockdown, the whole corona? What's your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, de definitely. We we, <coughs> we what happened was when we went into lockdown, we um 
we decided that we had to start doing outreach to a lot of them. The, the, play, the crowd I work for are family based, how brilliant they are. So um, we sat down, we said, right, what do we do? How do we, you know what I mean, keep the club busy? How do we un- uh, keep them motivated and stuff like that? So we'd set them up with virtual challenges, obviously, you know what I mean? And they'd go out and deal with them. And then we used to outreach a lot of them. So we'd be picking the phone up. And as I was going along, I'd be sitting there and I'd be saying, fucking hell, he's going through a bit of a bad patch, you know what I mean? But we did notice it. And we guided them in the right direction to counsellors, you know what I mean, if they needed it. And a lot of the time, we'd be there to talk to them, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I've been through it myself, between depression, you know what I mean? Yeah. All that type of stuff. And I tried to say to them, look, a lot of the time, your thoughts are not your real thoughts, you know what I mean? It's just the way your head's thinking. Maybe if you think of the positives, I always look at the bright side of everything if I can, you know what I mean? So we flip it. Yeah. But definitely, with the lockdown, there was a good few of them that you'd think he's, he's not himself, you know what I mean? Or she's yeah. not herself, you know that way. Yeah, there's a big pressure on people, isn't there? Like, do you, you've you do a lot of your work outside with the runner club and all that you know people have their gyms then they have their job then they have you know the drink there like pubs are gone all this the crutches are pulled away from people aren't they really yeah. like people don't see the gym as being a crutch that's keeping people is either out of pub or, or out of gaff uh, work as well people are working from home that's yeah. another crutch people don't it's sure it's work it's an avoidance being home. There could be domestic violence there for women or men. Yeah. Uh, trouble at home. You know, there's a load of kids out there a couple of weeks ago and people are giving out about my fucking scumbags out there wrecking the gaff. I said, they're probably staying out of the gaff because their ma probably in there and dad probably are wrecking the bleeding place because yeah. they're not getting on. And they're giving these kids a, a difficult time. What do mm. you think? Yeah, definitely. So there's a massive surge. Like I said, the, the crowd I work for, um, they've, they've, they get reports and stuff about certain things and the, the domestic violence is huge since the lockdown, do you know what I mean? Mm. And drinking, the same again. And that's where, and like you said, a lot of the kids I just want to get out of the gaff, you know what I mean? So it's, it's nice that the skills and all are back home because I think, like like that, we don't know what's going on at home, so getting out of the gaff for a few hours for any kid is probably an outlet. And same with us with the running club, we're allowed to have the kids, the juvenile section still up and running. And we love it, like, you know what I mean? There's 40 to 60 kids turning up twice a week. And where do you run? Like, where do you train? Or where do you... Where we do have the local park, do you know what I mean? So we, when the dark nights come in, we brought the times back a little bit to 4 o'clock. But um, in the local park, we just set up obstacle courses. We have games for them. We do loops of the park. We set up little rounders and loads of stuff like that. Just basically fitness games to keep them yeah, motivated, like, you know what I mean? So, But some of them kids have, like, you know what I mean? But... If we had stopped having that, you know what I mean? That's probably their only time to get out, you know what I mean? Do a bit of physical exercise, meet their friends. I mean, God knows what they're going home to, you know? It's interesting you say that, right? And I, I hugely believe in uh, <coughs> generation of pain, you know? But and, I, and why I think that community leaders like yourself are so important, you could be that attachment piece for, for a young girl, a young fella, you know, that, sh- that shows, uh, you know, interest in them, cares about them, interest in you know, investing in them. Do you see that? Do you see the impact that that community leaders like yourself are having? I talked to uh, Steve Armand about this. You know, boxing right. coaches, football coaches. You know, say that man dad yeah. fucking not there for them. That's I'm not judging that man dad. No, but that's the importance of a leader in the community, isn't it? Yeah, we do feel it. Like when we we go up there, you know what I mean. You do notice little kids that are probably be a bit sure yeah, probably their mother and fathers won't be there as much for them, and they'll be latching on to me. Like you know what I mean, but they. When I go into the field, that fucking drops and it's nearly attacking me. <laughs> like the Pied Piper. Do you know what I mean? That's a few of them cocky over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
But um, they nearly come over and attack you. And you don't know, you know what I mean? You can sense it off some of the kids, you know what I mean? They, they want that little bit of bonding, you know what I mean? And male bonding, whatever it is. Of course. A father figure. Strong, a strong male figure. Someone that's, yeah, and that, that cares about them. And sometimes that, dri- that gives me, you know what I mean, drives me as well. You know what I mean? To do what I do. You know that way? Like sometimes yeah. you can be getting, oh, yeah, he's had to go pay and do this. Ah, yeah. have a pain in your hole or whatever. <laughs> you glad you're being honest about yeah, that. Because yeah, no, I used to do coach as well. I go, oh, yeah. pay bollocks going up here. And then and you get things, oh, it's just fucking... And that's what happens to me. I always like so if I'm having a long day, like some of my training sessions, I'll be up at fucking four in the morning and stuff. But I'll get up there then six in the evening and I'll be just wrecked and I'll be thinking, oh, gee, I still to all these little feckers. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking this or this. But I guess what you suppose 10 minutes in there and you're just having yeah, the crack with them yeah, and you get yeah. and you see the smiles on their faces as well. So that gives me a bit of it, you know what I mean? I do drive. How often do you train? How many days a week or? Um, twice a week with the kids Tuesdays and Thursdays at um, was half six but it's moved back to four o'clock now because of the dark nights and then we can't train with the adults at the minute because of the restrictions right. like AI we're not allowed but they're all still meeting as friends and stuff doing little pods you know with twos and threes yeah, going out running they're still together getting, they're still getting a bit into them yeah we have challenges set up like this week what we got with the photography one last week the best landscape photo while you're out running do you know what I mean so that was good crack but this one is like we're having some laugh tonight we said them six photographs and we said, well, you have to get a selfie with each of these items. Do you know what I mean? Deadly. So they had to run all over the place. They get, I think it's two photos with each run. So that's three runs. So six photos. You have to come back with at the end of the week. And they're yeah. finding it hard. Yeah. <laughs> they're very competitive. Lot the yard as well up there. But so are you. I was watching some of your videos there. Because when Jay, your pal, the pal who knows that's from right, the gym, yeah. sound fucking fella, actually. Yeah. He told me about you. And I said, look at this fella. Because loads of people say Tim's. Jay Tim's. Yeah. A few of you say to me, check this person out blah blah I go for an interview and I do look you know so I was looking at yours and there was one there you're upside down putting clothes on <laughs> then yeah. there was another one with your ma I don't know <laughs> there was a few that were fucking deadly what was the crack was that, was that in the first lockdown yeah the first lockdown I started um, I started doing the, is your uh, ma's name Bernie Bernie that's right yeah. Good, well she's Bernie. famous now she is yeah, good, well done Bernie you up the Bernie four so yeah five. Bernie has become famous hasn't she now how many hits did she get I don't know I think it was four or five thousand or something <laughs> views on it like she, 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 she'll have her own podcast <laughs> thank you up the Bernie yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah my ma's sound she, um, she's gas as well like some cracker but during the last lockdown I decided to do uh, Keep Fit We Can it's, um, Keep have Fit We Can yeah. did you have Lycra shorts no I didn't is he on TV3 <laughs> <laughs> I just had a vision oh, now with your yellow hot pants oh, no. on you <laughs> um, no so, so I started um, I was doing I do boot camps and stuff up in the area and I decided I said look the boot camps had to come to an end and then the lockdown kicked in so I couldn't do any more so I decided to um, do, do live workouts on Facebook so Brilliant. Offered everyone in the area, I says, there, look, give you a chance to get on there. Well, a lot of the girls still look back. I have a YouTube channel as well, Keep Fit With Ken, if you can subscribe. <laughs> but um, it would be appreciated. But I got them all, and some of them just got back on the video. So I recorded them all live, banged them up onto YouTube, and then someone had said to me, Is that our, like, I think someone had gotten in touch with me saying they had a bad back, they had this, that, and the other. So... I said to me, Ma, do you fancy doing a few for the senior citizens? You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 for, the, for, the, for the older um, generation. So she came out and I, I just looked up a lot of stuff around that. Done a couple of um, videos with her, but one of them was a bleeding massive. I think the first one or something, she's bleeding glasses on and that hair done. And, but uh, that was a great... I, lo- I loved doing them. With her. For me and her, like, the lockdown was... It, none You're of the family members. Ma, yeah? Yeah, really close. Deadly. Still living there, granny flat out the back, you know what I mean? Savage. So she... Um, we became very close, you know what I mean, during the lockdown as well, because none of the grandkids were there and everything else. So we were, the weekends, we'd have a, like sitting out the back of the fire, you know what I mean, having a bit of barbecues. And then 
being able to do the workouts with like that stuff that I look back on now, you know what I mean? I'll, like, it was it was savage. I loved it. We had we saw him crack because every time it was she had little, little comments about fuck off, you are did it and people love that. Yeah. The yeah. natural you know what I mean? It's natural, just what you're gonna say. It's natural, it's it's it it's not gas. scripted. Yeah. And um so she had her two cans of beans and I'd be trying no for the weights. <laughs> we had the other weights, we were like, no, you said to I said, get your beans, bro. And he said, that pays. That fucking pays, you know, not beans. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but look, yeah. it was a great crack. And people still look back on the videos now. And, you know what I mean? Deadly. There's been a, a lot of com camaraderie, hasn't that, through the force lockdown? It brought a lot of people together, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, Families as well, you know, people are thrown together. I know we've talked about domestic violence, but there was obviously good stuff that came out. There was a lot of community, like, around here, they've done colossal work. Kevin Street, Flats, uh, Vicar Street. Had all the bingo going on. Bingo you had the going on. Yeah. Everything Eddie yeah. McGuinness down in Kevin Street. <laughs> shake <laughs> yeah. balls. Yeah, fucking bingo everywhere. <laughs> we ended up having ourselves. We had quiz nights out on the road and all. Don't we this brought, is, yeah. Brought the table out. We'd have a few of the neighbours and my girlfriend, she was doing all the questions and stuff like that you know what I mean they'd all put two quid into the pot and whoever won the bleeding competition or the, the quiz gets the 10 or 12 quid whatever's in it you know savage, know I mean? savage. really was it's good for bringing people together you know what I mean in that sense you know what I mean so definitely tell us a bit about your training because this is something that I'm usually passionate about training with my background tell us you, you were saying to me you get up at 4 in the morning what like when you're training for the competition what does it look like what do you do what's your, your regime what's um, your I'm a bit I'm a bit of a weird one I, I, my coaching's my coaching is different than most other coaches, you know what I mean? First of all, I try to get into the, the mindset. So for me, it's waking up at four in the morning. When you don't want to get out of bed, you're fucking tired. That's discipline for me. So I have the alarm go off, I look at Jesus, and then I'm fuck off a cold shower, straight into a cold shower. For me, that's, I, I, if I don't Jesus. get in, if I don't get into the cold shower at that, like when I wake up, I'm a pussy. That's why I look at it. So for me, it's like a self-challenge. Oh, and I get into it two or three minutes in the cold shower, get out, dry myself, do me a bit of meditating and then something like as you said about the training schedule so if we were training for an Ironman for instance we'd be up at four getting a bit of grub into you out the door you'd be on the bike for five you'd be doing three to four hours on the bike and then sometimes you got off into a small run you know what I mean now, depending on it when I signed up for my first Ironman I was at the doing two of them before I even actually done the Ironman it was a 70.3 and done lady so in my head I was thinking I want to feel what it's like to do one you know what I mean so went out done the swim got on the bike, cycled in 90k and then ran a half marathon, you know what I mean, without the medal at the end, but that I knew then, I, the people you say to me, you peaked too quick, I said to me, bollocks, I want to know, I, <laughs> I want to be able to hit that target before, instead of going out on race day and not yeah, getting yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, yeah, I just, I've often went out for eight hours, done an eight hour session, like four or five hours on the bike, three hours of run, you know what I mean, and then. Let's go back a bit. Did you used to swim? Were you a swimmer? Like, where did the swimming come in? The cycling, the running? Did you just head off and I'm going to do this one day? Yeah, th this all came from... Um, I'm trying to think back to well when I... I remember watching the videos and seeing that and thinking, oh, man, wow, you know what I mean? Them boys are looking good. You know what I mean? They're in the water for two or three hours. They're on a the bike for seven and eight hours and then they're running marathons at the end. And we, we were only barely running marathons at the time. So it would have been about... I don't think I even know my ultra at that time, if I'm not mistaken, but I got... I remember we signed up for the 70.3 in Dunleary. I think it was the f was it the first time I came to Dublin. I think it was, yeah. There was a bit of a you know, highlight it was around on social media and that. So we signed up for it. And I remember being in Jackie Skelly's, it was. It was a gym in Park West. And I got in the pool. I swam up to the end of the fucking pool and back. And I stood up and I nearly died. I thought, how the fuck <laughs> am I going to do, do like an hour? Sorry, it's 45 minutes to an hour. It's about um, 1.9 is the swim. 
1.9 kilometres is the 70.3. But I remember the on two lengths of the pill and standing up and going, what am I the bleeding doing? With the signing up here with this. Just kept at it. The young girl, uh, Paula, I can't think of her second name. I love. She was a lovely girl. Gave me a little dig out because she seemed like, you know I mean? She seemed it wasn't a great swimmer, I'd say. But she knew I was at the sign up for an Ironman. Up and down, down the doggy paddle, were you? <laughs> Believe it or not, i done that on the Ironman. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> there was one stage I was in the water and I was having a break and I remember thinking, if anyone knew I was playing doggy paddling in an Ironman. But, um, yeah, but I remember just, just continuing and I always say to people, just keep practising. You know I mean? So I kept on going, kept on going, 10 lengths I got. 20 lengths I got and I said right there's 20 lengths maybe we so my little tricks was instead of standing up at the end of the pill for a breather because you know you're not going to stand up in the middle of the ocean I used to turn on me so there you are bobbing up and down doing the doggy paddle but I think that's deadly boxing clever like you know what I mean you were planning to be out in the water so you're pl practicing yeah how to get a breather you yeah. know what I mean while I was out in the water you know but I remember the, the start line of the Ironman and I was looking out and I seen the halfway mark it's a big floating thing they have out like a big triangle Big balloon, and um, I remember saying, We just get to that. We get to that, you're all you're a winner, you know what I mean? So, and I knew once I go back, because the water's a bit, everyone's a f everyone fears it, you know what I mean? And that's once you overcome the fear of the water, the actual physical demand on the body is not it's not major, you know what I mean? Because it was only after I realized that getting out of the water and I'm running, saying, That was nothing, you know what I mean? Then you're onto your bike. So, um, swam out, got, got, to the, got to the middle part. I wouldn't mind, this is a good story to tell you as well. When we were on our way out to the blade, boy, the water was fairly choppy and done lately that day. And something was at the happening where the halfway marker was at the coming away from its, its tether, you know what I mean, the way, and it started floating across, didn't it, at the bay. So all the swimmers are swimming towards this blade. Now, the way knew was that that thing's moving, because in my head I knew what direction I was going in, I noticed it. Deadly. So... I was at the back as I always let, I let everyone in the water before me and I got in at the back and then I was just seeing the, the speedboat flying over to get the balloon and bringing it back. So they all had to swim back then towards it. But I got to the halfway mark and I remember going on me back from my little breeder and just going, yes, I fucking did a halfway across. <laughs> I'm sure some of the swimmers are saying, it's fucking weird. Okay. Yeah, swimming backwards. But um, gets out of the water and we flew it and we were at the doing the Ironman route, the cycle part, we were at the doing it twice. So we were well prepared for all the hills. I knew exactly there's five big mountains, there's five big lifts uh, um, in, in the, on the course. I remember flying up it, but feeling great, you know what I mean? So, yeah, do I love it. Just, and as I said, it was shit swimming when I started. But yeah, that's phenomenal. You had to blow my mind there. I just want to touch on something that you said there about the the, the energy expenditure. Because I went out to, to jump in the 40 for myself and Andy and me, a couple of mates get in. I jumped in all right. The cold wasn't too bad, right? The cold was grand. I just felt like my feet couldn't touch the ground and I felt like I'm going to get stuck here. Like, you know what I mean? I started right. to panic. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of this. The cold wasn't bad. I have to, yeah. It wasn't It wasn't that bad, but just the, I couldn't bob and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm getting out of this. I think once you get the confidence of swimming is a bit, which is, swimming is like a flow. I think, yeah. now we haven't got it even yet. I'm still working on that, you know what I mean? And it's about feeling your buoyancy. You know what I mean? Now the swimming suit helps, gives you a little bit of buoyancy in the water as well. So it's about that confidence and it's like a flow. And once you get it, it's about not exerting too much and keeping the breaths going. You know what I mean? So you get a nice little rhythm going to your swim. And then, like I said, when you get out, it's not that demanding. If you try to splash too, you're going too fast and whatever it is. And some of the expert swimmers, they have a with like where they're just going whoosh, 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 through the water. And then they'd slow off when they want to have a breather and you can still keep the movement going where a lot of us would go and breaststroke, get your breather. Or doggy back. paddle. Or doggy paddle for my, <laughs> my, my <laughs> situation. But um, yeah, so it's about just looking, it's it's about just taking it easy, trying not to exert too much, you know what I mean? And the confidence as well. You need to have, you need to relax in the water, you know what I mean? 
like we had a couple of occasions out in uh, Dunleary, the lads called, they, they always slagged me saying, I love swim, swimming with the seals, but the blade now is to pop up right beside you. Do yeah. Hey, let's start, we were swimming out there one time, to me and my me, me buddy side by side, going along, heading for the, those boys that they have where you go out there, and the thing pops up and looks at him, and he nearly drowned me, he jumped away from the bleeding seal on top of me, nearly drowned me, you know what I mean, and then went on, but they don't, I think they're only inquisitive, you know what I mean? Did he not nip at you, someone said to me, lad the job does a bit of swimming, he's always telling me about those either lions, mane, or they're nasty, or caught and bad bleeding, and seals, do you have a little nip at you or something? I don't think so, I think that, like, you know, I heard a someone, I think that's just a myth, you know what I mean, <laughs> they they do mess about with you, they bumped at me and everything. I think did. it's about the only action you get, he's on Tinder for a long time and he hasn't got any hips. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now we've been off and out and like, they would scare, scares the bejesus out of you, do you know what I mean, like I remember, I was swimming one time and I felt something like before, I think, there's no rocks under there, there's no seaweed, didn't know what it was, kept him going. Next of all, boom, off the side of me, me body, you know what I mean? And it was only a little, the thing popped up a couple of feet away, me just looked at me and then sailed off. Now, it gave me a bit of a fright, because I remember getting a bit of a panic attack and thinking, right, if his mother is near, it was only a small one. And I thought, if the mother is around... Oh, if the old one's around, you're getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> box the hell out of you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's cool, crack, you know what I mean? I love it. Who's your inspirations when it comes to training? Who do you, I, I seen one of your videos, you were doing the, the Goggins Challenge, the 4x4. Four four. Yeah. Is he the kind of dude you look into? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I love him. No, I love his, I just love his mindset and I love the challenges he's done. But you know, I, mean? I don't know how his body's put up with it. Yeah, and a lot of injuries you get as well looking at him. So I wouldn't say the people go out and follow him and do what he does. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because yeah. it probably wouldn't be safe like for injuries, as I said. But yeah, he definitely inspired me to do a hundred mile or a hundred k. You know what I mean? And that was my target. Done that last December, and then I carried on there to try to get bigger and be- better. You know, he's, he's phenomenal, isn't he? His mindset is unreal. Like I watched some of his videos, and like you said, and I think that's a great show, Ken. Don't go out there and do it. Like same with people see CrossFit, and they see things, you know, the extreme training. And, you know, you have to do this for years and years and years. Yeah, definitely. And so easy, like to get an injury. You know what I mean? Like we've. We have lads there that go out and they, they try to do a full mile or a, an iron, say an Ironman or a, an ultra and without getting the proper, no time behind them. I always say to people, when you get strong at 5k, then you move on. You know what I mean? Where some people get a half marathon, oh, I'm going to do a full marathon. And it's about that little process of letting the body adapt to what you're putting it through, we think. Mm-hmm. And some of us, their minds, if you have a real strong mindset, you'll, you'll continue to do, but it's no point doing it if you're going to end up crippled for six months after or major injuries, you know? Yeah. I'm really impressed by your self-directed learning the, the the knowledge that you've acquired one with your mindset and then two the knowledge you've acquired and how you're applying it you're using the the education and the theory that you're getting and you're applying it and you're using your own mindset that must be really beneficial for you being a coach yeah oh yeah i tried to install it with a lot of people like sometimes I, they can say i'm a bit soft with them but when I see someone has it, you no, know, has a drive, you know what I mean. I always push them to see what their limits are, you know what I mean, and it helps them in a massive way. So, for me, I love to. I feel that if you prepare the body properly, physically, you know what I mean, and then like, or you have to work on the mindset then as well, you know what I mean, about believing that you can do really. I believe we can do really anything when it comes to sports now, and especially after getting carried out of the way. And I, I literally stood at that start line, sh- shitting bricks, thinking oh, I'm not going to be able to get this. My biggest right, my biggest run was 103 kilometers. And that was it before I decided to go for the 200, just under 200 was. But yeah, I tried to install that in them. Like, don't go out and injure yourself. You know what I mean? Be be, 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 be wise as well with your training. If, if something sharp injury or something sharp in your, as a pain in your body, 
you'll end up you have to stop you know what I mean don't push through like Hoggins will tell you to keep him going he ran with bleeding broken legs and all sorts but for me it's about being a little bit clever you know what I mean and don't push yourself too far yeah that's a great point I want to just go back on something you said Sorry, there. Yeah. people say you're a bit soft sometimes now I, my mentality is when I work with people is I think you build the biggest house on a strong foundation and, and a strong foundation is is kindness, compassion, understanding and empathy. When you give people the basic needs, the fundamentals of security, mm. everything's grand here. Trust me, I'm your coach. I'm looking out for you. Yeah. I think you build bigger bridges. You build bigger houses. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, like I said, like people do look at me and see me training and then sometimes I say to them, no, go easy with yourself there. But then they go out training with someone else and the person would say, oh, I'm not getting this far, and you know what I mean? And I'd be going, like, fair enough, and I didn't want to push them too far in case they got injured or whatever. So that's where some people say I'm a little bit soft. I'll always like to say to them, look, build on it. Get strong. When you feel confident, then you can push forward a little bit Patience. More. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Take your time. And yeah. like, as we said there, be kind. But that doesn't mean be kind is being passive. Mm. Be kind, be safe, and build on it. Yeah. I'm always, yeah. like the course that I run, the Mind Your Little Self Workshop Programme, I'm all about people. Mind your little self. Mind, be be careful. Be kind to yourself. And when you feel kind and confident, yeah, then you grow. Yeah, exactly. Because if I keep whipping you and whipping you and you're pulling from an empty cup, yeah. you're gonna go nowhere. I'm not into that kind of coaching. Yeah, yeah, no. it, it doesn't suit me. I've never all the class I teach. I don't fucking roar anyone. I just it doesn't work for me. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Definitely not. It's about te teach. Give them the tools. Then let them see what their physical ability is, you know what I mean? And then push them towards certain goals, you know what I mean? But obviously the goals have to be realistic, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's what I walk off as well. And people sometimes don't see this, kind that it is the mindset. People think it's all the physical. It's all just run harder, go faster, train more, don't rest, get up every day, do running, you know? Mm. Does the sleeping, does the nutrition, does the attitude, yeah, does genetics, yeah. you know, does your body composition, your weight, there's so much for you roaring at somebody that's a bit carrying a bit of extra timber mm. go harder go faster knee joint problems weight problems hip yeah no look small steps you know what I mean like I, like like I said about any big event you do break it down into little steps right this week one month two months and so on you know what I mean but be clever in it you know what I mean don't go out and break yourself up just for your goals you know what I mean it's not worth it then look we have runners out there that running for us is like it's like therapy you know what I mean and if you can get to a certain goal and you train like a beast for so many months you get a bad injury that's six months without your therapy you know what I mean so that's why I look at it you know what deadly. I mean and so be clear bigger picture yeah definitely definitely deadly you know deadly tell us a bit about the coaching that you do you do a bit of coaching now uh, on more of it let's say tell us about if people want to work with you want to link in with you how do you get in contact with you <coughs> yeah um, what way do you do it um, I cannot address on Facebook um, my Instagram is Cherry Orchard Running Coach, but it's still for some reason I couldn't change the name. So it's Cherry Orchard slash Running slash Club. Give me a message, you know what I mean? Like I'm starting my own one to one coaching now in the next couple of months. I haven't got time to do it before Christmas, but so hopefully January I'll have it all in place, you know what I mean? Little programs for people, stuff like that. And um, basically, yeah, the first little approach would be working on the mindset and stuff, you know what I mean? But so yeah, give me a holler, man. I, as I said, spend enough time with me and I'll turn you into a runner. <laughs> then an Ironman, then an ultra runner, yeah. you know what I mean? And so it, on. It give people a, a bit of a chance to put on a bit of timber over the Christmas. Yeah, that's it. I was due to start uh, another program. I had my program run and finished in November and I was going to start another one. It's called Mind Your Little Self, Mind, Soul and Body. Right. I says, I don't know if people can invest in it before Christmas, you know, mm. uh, asking people to mind their body and soul before Christmas. Listen, Especially in this current climate, I was like, oh, I think yeah. I might just leave it till after Christmas. <laughs> Let people have a few heroes. Yeah, oh yeah, I said, I do my boot camp, as I said, up there in Terry Orchard, and I'd, 
it finishes just before Christmas, but the people are saying you're gonna start another one before Christmas. So there's not really the point. I says, I'll wait till after Christmas to start that. You know what I mean? So mm. everyone just be mad to lose right after Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the January. Do you get the January? Do you get many people joining up after Christmas? Like the January joggers. We get a plane flooded of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but it, it, the good thing about running is if they get the bulk, they'll stick stick at it. You know what I mean? But when we do, we done a beginners program last January with sixty five people turning up for it. For the couch to five k. Now this time we couldn't because of the COVID. We had to split them into f- groups of fifteen, so we could only take thirty on. Yeah. And then, um, but now to January, yeah, we're going to be expecting eighty, ninety, probably up there. It's <laughs> deadly, like you know, it's not all of them will stay. Most of them head off, but you know what? Uh, hopefully, some will, some won't. You know, I, I don't knock people for whenever they want to get into fitness. You know, whether you want to join a gym, want to go running, whatever. Find a team that you enjoy doing. I've no preference to what, what I do. For me. I love going to the gym. One of my disco muscles up in Coliseum, but all the headbangers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I say this to anyone, oh, you have a background in sports, science and all that, but I say do something physical that you enjoy. Yeah. If it's running, if it's going to the classes or going to the gym or going to playing golf or walking your dog, do something. Definitely. Movement. Simple as. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it's about. Because it's a great saying. I'm not going to try to say it because I can't fucking tell who it is, but it's about movement and the effect it has on you and the people around you. You know what I mean? And it's, it's an old saying from years ago. But I like, as I said, just get out and walk. You know what I mean? I say to people, 10 or 20 minutes of walking a day. You know what I mean? You need mm. to be doing something. But still, in life, we just want everything too handy. The same with cars and, you know what I mean? And, and eating shit, you know what I mean? And all that. It's about, sometimes it's about, you know what I mean? Doing a little something that you don't want to do. You know what I mean? Get step here's out of that comfort zone. Here's the question here. For, for you to be successful, I need to be successful in the things that you do, what are your what are your top tips? Like, what would you say? Discipline, consistency. What are your your? Take the four step. Yeah. For starters, you know what I mean. Have a realistic goal. Get a piece of paper. I think writing things down makes it makes you have a little target. You know what I mean. Have a realistic target. Write it down and then just break it down into into ten blocks, something like that. You know what I mean. Right. Where do I have to go for the first ten months to get to this in twelve months? You know what I mean. Focus on the first four weeks. You make know a I mean? plan make a plan like I said anyone like the first four weeks your body's only going to adapt to one so if you're even walking the park you know what I mean four to six weeks your body will adapt to it a little bit it's not going to be easy I never tell people any of that that you're doing especially if they're putting on a lot of weight they're physically unfit I'd say look but you always and how bad do you want it you know what I mean so back to the boy without a doubt you the, know bi- what I mean? the big boy what's, what's your boy I know you ask people when they come on my programme mind, soul and body Watch your boy, because when it's pissing rain at four in the morning, you're getting into a cold shower, which you'll never do again. You must uh, try them. <laughs> I, I tried on there. I cried. I just, oh, it's, I just yeah. couldn't do it. Watch your boy, because when you're getting up at four in the morning, you're miserable. You go back to your boy. What's the boy? Is it physical? Is it mental health? Is it, you know, mm. family? Is it commit? Whatever. And that keeps you on track, doesn't it? 100%. No matter what you do, that's transferable yeah, that, that, to education, that's to training, to relationships, to work. What's me why? The bigger picture. Yeah, the the why is the is the is the be on and end all. You know what I mean? Like, because you're not gonna get out of the bed at four in the morning if you haven't got a big enough why. Mm-hmm. And same with me, prodding across the mountains, hundred kilometers into a race, dark is starting to come down. You get pissed on, uh, toenails hanging off. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. And then in my head, it's just no. I know that I'm fucking inspiring people. I know that my daughter's gonna be so proud of me, and I know that I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Like, 
people are going to just look like... As Bernie's said, at home cooking the dinner for you and yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Bernie be proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie's in her own fitness yeah, class. She's getting exactly, rid of you. I know, yeah. <laughs> Come here. Uh, we're coming to the end. I really appreciate your time. An absolute no legend. No What's the one thing you'd like people to take away after listening to this interview? That there's hope out there. That there's hope for, hope for anyone. Do you know what I mean? It regards that. Like, it's just, as I said, take the first little steps. But yeah, just to... Give them some sort of hope, you know what I mean? I love that. Like, you know what I mean? There's so many people out there that are down the dumps, you know what I mean? Thinking, like, even you was that smoking weed, oh, I'm never going to grow up to be blah, 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 you know what I mean? So just have, try to have a little bit of hope. Visualise yourself being in a good position and in a good place and then make small little changes to get there, you know what I mean? Deadly. It's funny you say hope. Uh, I still have difficulty around taking my top off and body image and all that. And me and Andy were out today taking photo shoots and all, like putting them up and seeing they're going, Oh, fucking hell, I'm showing the great side of the podcast. And I said, you know, I had videos of when I was really heavy, then I lost weight, and I turned it up there, and all of them I said, you know, I was, I was on antidepressants, I drank, with a negative attitude, blah, blah, and all of that, I still had in my mind, I'd hope, hmm. I think this is going to get better, it's going to get better, all the way through, and it's poignant now that you're after saying, I hope, it, and what you believe, or what you tell yourself you believe, if yeah. you keep saying, I've got hope, I'll get out of it, because you said even when you were doing dodgy dealings, yeah. you're like, this is not right, yeah. but there's a hope in there that you're going to get out of this. Yeah, that's it, man, just, there's always a way out, you know what I mean, and it's about, and, and I think sometimes you, know, you hear people are writing wrong, you know when you're in the wrong place, you know, that you know what I mean, so you just have to listen to it's that. It's here, isn't it? Yeah, without Not this, this fucking shit. So you just have to listen to that and, and be open to fucking, you know what I mean, and, and admit that, it, 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 like, as I said to you, I used to always say to myself, you're in a bad place, you know what I mean, your fucking life's gone to my shit, so admit that, that your things are going wrong and try think of that as you said there it's in there you know what I mean go with the good instinct you know what I mean yeah. don't, try, don't keep ignoring it and just think because that's where the why is yeah like this is like nah you don't want to go don't get in the cold you yeah, fucking yeah, just yeah, stay yeah, in yeah. bed <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Paddo Timmons is in your is in your club is he that's right Paddo yeah, he's not in the, he, he did run with us for years Paddo was one of the first believer on that yeah I've seen a picture he was on the podcast with me he was listening from the start he was just saying fucking love and kindness my way brilliant and we used to go to school together Deadly. and to hear someone like saying they liked and it just blew me up <laughs> Paddo was a hard nut the crack he was because <laughs> he used to get you got a lot of injuries and all and yeah, but he loves sound it sound fella sound, you, sound you see fella. him out now he's running with his buggy at the babby and all and he's a lovely fella sound yeah, yeah, we used to go to school yeah, he's just Jambo yeah that's right he was on the podcast fucking legend yeah, deadly yeah, right fella. Ken I'm absolutely honoured to meet you I'm blown away by your mind nice your, your passion you're genuine and I love that you have a past you're going to be a fantastic coach when you move directly into and do more cheers, of it cheers man nice one you're an inspiration man I'm absolutely privilege to have you on the podcast thanks very much I can't man. wait to meet Bernie <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get Bernie on there one day you see her on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> okay that's all we have time for as always mind your little self hopefully you enjoyed the interview take care bye bye